As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold, the Reserve Collection product solicits strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Gummies. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're going to venture into a realm that uh, we have not covered a lot. Uh, I think you'll find it uh, unique and informative. I'm very much looking forward to it because uh, we're going to talk about a therapy that uh, I'm vaguely familiar with, but I need to learn a lot more about its potential. Today's guest is Dr. William Pollock. He is an expert on something called PEMF, Pulsed Electromagnetic Field Therapy. And uh, he is a holistic physician, a magnetic therapy expert and author. He's an MD. And he's also author of a book entitled Supercharge Your Health with PEMF Therapy. A pulsed electromagnetic field therapy can jumpstart your health, banish pain, improve sleep, and help prevent and relieve over 80 common health conditions. Sounds very promising. Welcome, Dr. Pollock. It's nice having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thank you. I look forward to uh, chatting with your your audience, your uh, tribe, if you will. Indeed. Well, our Intelligent Medicine listeners are, are, are up on a lot of therapies, but uh, perhaps they need an update on this. I mean, we've heard of magnetic therapy. Uh, it's got potential for healing wounds, uh, for uh, helping fractures. I think uh, it's actually emerging into conventional use uh, for s- facilitating uh, healing from uh, orthopedic operations. But uh, I think little is known about PEMF. So what is it? How does it work? All right. So uh, we all know about fridge magnets, right? Indeed. We know about the static um, what happens with static magnets is they have healing potential in the body as well, but they're limited because you put a magnet on the body and it's going to do whatever it's going to do, but the body has to do the work. So a static magnet basically is very inactive when it comes to treatment for the body. Pulse magnetic fields, on the other hand, are dynamic. And the pulse magnetic field, a magnetic field passes through the body as if it's air. So a static magnet usually is too small to pass all the way through the body. In other words, the magnetic field intensity is too small. So even static magnets do have healing benefits. But pulse electromagnetic fields have a lot more action going on, and they have a lot more activity in terms of processes that um, they they, um, essentially invoke in the body. And some of these processes um, are based on a law of physics. 
called Faraday's Law. So Faraday's Law basically says that when you have a, 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 a an electrical field in motion um, and it encounters – or a magnetic field in motion or even an electrical field in motion that encounters a magnetic field, they interact. So basically electrical fields passing through the body induce charge in the body. So that's the key. And that's a key ben- that's a key aspect of the benefits of pulsed magnetic fields. So the magnetic field is passing through the body. As it passes through, it initiates through Faraday's law, initiates the induction of charge. In other words, energy in the body. The charge is electrical. It's electromagnetic charge. And where you have electrical, you have magnetic. There's, they're always together. They're never separated. Well, so you know, let me point out that uh, a big concern uh, in our society is uh, what's called EMF pollution, electromagnetic field pollution. And that is a concern because we're exposed to, uh, you know, so many different devices and uh, headphones uh, and uh, now uh, 5G. And it's not that we're being bathed in EMFs. So how is pulsed electromagnetic field therapy beneficial when EMFs can be potentially harmful to our bodies? This is true. I think that's a very important question. I get asked that question all the time, and that's a, it's a good question to start off with at the beginning, to dispense with the difference between the two. So pulsed electromagnetic fields are electromagnetic fields that are controlled. They're controlled by the current flowing through a wire. So in other words, you control the current flowing through the wire, and that current flowing through a wire, when the wire at some point is separated into a coil, that produces a magnetic field. That, that's a dynamic field, as I said, but it, it also is controlled. EMFs, environmental, I call them environmental magnetic fields, but it's electromagnetic fields that are in the environment, are very, very different. Very different. Most of the time, these are broadcast fields. So microwaves, for example, from a microwave tower, they're broadcast over distances. Sometimes they're broadcast in a certain direction. Sometimes they're 360. Radio waves, FM waves... Uh, television waves, all of these are broadcast in very similar ways. So they're broadcast out into the environment, and that's what I call an open loop. So they are broadcast off the ionosphere, they broadcast out into space, so they come back to the Earth, but they're broadcast out. One of the key differences is that those fields are extremely low, short wavelengths. Because they're broadcast out into the environment, they're short wavelengths. And those short wavelengths are absorbed by the body. The wavelengths are so short, they're absorbed. And that's why we use microwave ovens. Those wavelengths are so short, and if you increase the power behind the wavelength, or behind the wave or the uh, magnetic field that's produced, you cook. So a cell phone applied to the ear, let's say the left ear, when you hold that cell phone up to your ear, you look at the ear, and you see how red it gets. You look at the opposite ear. It's gotten slightly redder too, but the the ear that the micro the cell phone is held up against because it's being bombarded by these very short wavelengths, microwaves, gigahertz uh, waves, which are extremely short. Uh, it's cooking your ear. Now it's not cooking it at the same level as a microwave oven because the cell phone is not as powerful as a microwave oven, but it's still doing the same thing. Um, so you're you're baking the tissues to some extent. You're heating the tissues. And that's 
unhealthy to the tissues. Now, sometimes it's healthy because if you got a, a sore uh, a tennis elbow and you take your, take your cell phone and you put it up against your elbow, you run it for a while, your elbow might feel better temporarily because it's being heated up. So PEMFs are not open loop. PEMFs are closed loop. So every pulse of the, of the current flowing through the wire produces a loop that opens up and collapses, opens and collapses. So it doesn't go off into space. It's very limited. It's very uh, circumscribed into the wire itself. But that magnetic field goes through the body. So if the stronger the field, the deeper it goes. If it's strong enough, it goes all the way through the body. But it goes out past the body and collapses back down on itself. goes out, collapses back down. That's a closed loop. So they're much safer, and the frequencies, if there are frequencies, are very uh, low in t uh, frequencies. So gigahertz is extremely high frequency. Magnetic field therapy for uh, health purposes are extremely low frequencies, if there's a frequency at all. It sounds like the difference between applying a magnet randomly, say, to uh, a sore shoulder versus using P PEMF uh, is a little bit like the difference between uh, DC and AC in terms of electrical current. Uh, DC is just, you know, continuous current and uh, AC is alternating currents. Is, it, is PEMF uh, a waveform that uh, varies in intensity and can be sort of customized to the application? Well, yes, they both can. They both can. So, But DC, as you said, is there. It's constant. It's not varying. Mm-hmm. So a, a static magnet is not varying. It's, that is a DC magnet, mm -hmm. per se. Now, you can get elect a DC electromagnets, like you see in junkyards. Mm -hmm. The magnet comes down on a car lifts up the car. Well, at the time that it's lifting the car, current is coming into that magnet that's at the end of that uh, line, and that attaches to the car because there's a magnetic field there, and that can be a very powerful magnetic field. But as, as soon as you turn off the power, the field goes away and the car drops. So that's, that's a DC field. And what we're talking about here is basically, as you said, AC fields. They are they're varying. So they're t what we call, in scientific terms, time-varied magnetic fields. Whereas DC is not time-varied. It's just there. Okay. And so the, the dy dynamic nature of time-varied magnetic fields is what contributes to Faraday's law, which then includes it causes changes in charge in the body. So a steady current, a current that's not varying at all, does not induce current, does not induce current in the body or induce current in, in physical physics terms uh, as well. But in our case, it's the body. So that pulsating nature, the time varying nature is what causes the production of current in the body. And that production of current is not produced by the magnetic field. The production of current is produced by the body. So it's what we call induced electromagnetic fields or induced charge as opposed to taking a, uh, an electrical stimulus and uh, applying a current, a wire to the body like electrocution. That's direct and that's called conductively coupled. So in a sense, it, it wakes up some of the internal, the body is, has electric fields. Every cell has an electric field differential between the inside and the outside. Uh, and nerve conduction, of course, is based on electrical transmission. Uh, it is the idea that this wakens up or optimizes uh, nerve function or cellular uh, function? Yes. Um, in my 
original book, Power Tools for Health, I reviewed 25 different mechanisms of how uh, physiologic actions of magnetic fields in the body. So there are over 25 of them. And there are more than that. Actually, I've discovered several more since I published the book. So what that does is basically because you're inducing charge in the body, it um, activates all kinds of processes within the tissues. And those processes cause changes, for example, in circulation. They decrease inflammation. They stimulate RNA and DNA. They stimulate stem cell production. They decrease edema. You know, there's a, there's a whole long list of physiologic actions that then lead to healing responses. But the body, we, we rely on the body to do its own natural healing. So when you have a cut, what do you do to make the cut happen faster? To heal faster? Nothing. What does a surgeon do when a surgeon cuts you? For an appendectomy or gallbladder or whatever else that they're cutting into your body for. You basically close the wound, cross your fingers, and the person walks away and you hope that they heal. What, is, what do we do in medicine to stimulate the healing processes of the body after you've done your surgery? Nothing. Mm-hmm. We rely completely on the body to do its own work. Magnetic field therapy takes away that chance effect. It stimulates those processes so those processes will be optimized relative to what the body can do at the time. So we know that fractures will heal in about half the time. Skin wounds will heal in about half the time. Bone grafts will take, will resolve and fix, finish themselves in about half the time, typically. Because we're giving the body the extra charge or energy over and above what it normally has. And we're not all at the same point in our general health and vitality. So when you're three years old or you're 50 years old or you're 80 years old, there's a very different response in terms of healing in the body because of the le- general level of vitality of the body. The metabolic rates, the production of uh, stem cells, uh, uh, circulation factors, just vitality in general, ATP levels, all of that varies with age. And so we're relying on the body's natural state at that time to do what it's supposed to do. And PEMFs, to a great extent, reduce that uh, that chance factor. In your book, you enumerate uh, over 80 different health conditions uh, that are amenable to PEMF therapy. Uh, can you describe some of them? Sure. Um, so basically, again, I reviewed some of them already. Circulation is a, is a big one, improving circulation. So muscles relax. PMFs cause muscles to relax. So PMFs can not only cause muscles in the circulatory system to relax, in other words, they open up blood vessels. They could also cause physical muscles, the musculoskeletal muscles, to relax. So if you have spasm, then you can reduce that spasm. If you if you if I uh, you know hit your arm with a hammer, you're going to get a bruise, and that bruise will cause the muscles to be damaged, and the muscles will react to that damage to try to heal themselves. Well, one of the things that muscles do to control themselves, to split themselves, is to is to go into spasm. So one of the key benefits of magnetic fields is they open up the the muscles, right? They relax the muscles. So relaxing muscles increases circulation. So if you increase circulation, what happens then? You flood the tissues with nutrients. You flood the tissues with oxygen. You uh, are actually stimulating charge production in the tissue because of the flow of blood and iron, other uh, electrolytes in the blood are flowing through tissues. They increase charge in the tissues. So it kind of wakes everything, make, uh, wakes everything up and makes everything more vital. Magnetic field therapy helps to kill cancers. It helps to control cancers. 
It helps to, uh, again, as I mentioned, reduce inflammation. Inflammation reduction is a big part of healing. Now, you need inflammation to start healing processes, but you need to turn it off when it's supposed to turn off. So chronic inflammation is a cause of aging. Chronic inflammation is a cause of many of the conditions that we have with uh, being older. Right, so it stimulates uh, stem cells. So PEMFs can increase stem cells by 50 to 60%. And they have a regenerative capability. They have a regenerative capability. So they will accelerate that wound healing, I mentioned, for uh, through a number of different mechanisms. So fortunately, PEMF therapy does not rely on one mechanism to do its job. And ultimately, the body decides what it's going to do to help to heal that wound or that damage. So stem cells is a big one. ATP production is another one. Uh, it, the One of the therapies that uh, is commonly employed in uh, physical therapy and in chiropractic is uh, the use of TENS units. So this sounds like a bit of a quantum leap from simple TENS. TENS does deliver an electrical uh, current. I mean, you can, you can feel it. It gives you a tingling sensation when they apply the TENS units. I've had it done. Uh, how is this different? That's actually a very important uh, point because there's a huge difference between TENS and magnetic therapy. I call TENS stomping on your toe when you have a headache. <laughs> so what is TENS? How far into the body does TENS go? Just, I mean, you can feel it in your muscle sometimes. It'll even cause your muscles to twitch if it's turned up too high. If it's strong enough. Exactly correct. But generally speaking, electrical stimulation... Uh, if you get it high enough, it'll burn you. It'll burn the skin. It'll cause damage. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, TENS is kept at a level where you sense the TENS by tingling, as you said, or even a prick, a feeling of a prick to your mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. But TENS does not penetrate more than several millimeters. Hmm. It doesn't go down into the dermis, deep into the dermis. It's very superficial the way it acts because of the resistance of the skin and the fluids in the skin and the tissue itself, the cell structures, etc., of the skin limits how deep the tens will go and so therefore it's very superficial that's why i say it's like stomping on your toe when you have a headache all you're doing is you're distracting the body mm -hmm. right pmf therapy on the other hand induces charge in the body as opposed to introduces charge to the body so because it's inducing charge it could act at all levels of the body all the tissues of the body can be affected well it sounds like it, it it's very uh pain conditions are very amenable to uh PMF, very, you know, like back pain, uh, you know, frozen shoulder, uh, neck problems, and so on. Uh, other types of problems? Virtually any pain problems. So you have all, if you look at all the different types of pain, um, magnetic field therapy has a natural anti nociceptive effect. So mm -hmm. it's naturally pain reducing. Fancy word for pain relieving, yeah. Pain relieving, and so, but it does so. It does that by itself, which is acting on the nerves and the sensory processes and the tissues that cause the pain signal. But in addition to that, it's going to help to deal with the cause or the source of the pain. So, if the source of the pain happens to be a spider bite, then the magnetic field therapy will not only help to reduce the pain of the spider bite, but then it also initiates the healing process of the wound itself, the injury itself. So magnetic field therapy actually works on cell injury. That's one of the key aspects of magnetic field therapy is that it works on cell injury. So 
any damage that causes a cell to be injured, anything that causes a cell to be injured, whether it's cold or heat or uh, trauma or electrocution or chemical toxicities, poisonings, uh, etc., anything that causes damage to a cell, essentially creates this whole series of actions, including mitochondrial changes, decreased ATP, um, protein misfolding, inflammation, edema is a big one. And so the PMF therapy basically actually will attack every one of those elements of a um, the um, cell injury. That's why it's so beautiful because it acts uh, not only on the cell itself, it acts not only on the sort of uh, obvious uh, aspects of the cell itself that you can see, but it's actually acting at the cell level itself. And that's one of the ways that I became uh, sort of interested in PMF therapies. I was trying to find a solution to help with pain that didn't involve using non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or opioids or surgery, for that matter, if you could avoid it. And what I discovered is that magnetic field therapy actually worked on the acupuncture system. Mm -hmm. We now know that chi, you know, the, the big concept behind acupuncture, is actually a DC current system. That's been validated. That the um, meridians are an electrical current system. It's a DC current system that's a very low voltage, very low volume, and a very slow moving, but a complete circuit. Channels that run through the body in a certain uh, way that uh, traditional Chinese medicine has mapped. Exactly. And PEMFs, when you put a PEMF uh, on, a, say, for example, a hand, it's going to stimulate all the acupuncture points and meridians in that hand. And what that does is that not only does the work locally, but also it has this sort of general systemic effect that you can get from acupuncture. And that's one of the reasons I stopped doing acupuncture. I, I was trained in acupuncture through a program at UCLA for doctors. Mm -hmm. and, and I started doing that, and I discovered that ma magnets applied to acupuncture points because at that time in 1990, um, acupuncture was largely unknown in the U.S. And people did not want needles. So mm -hmm. I said, how can I do acupuncture without using needles? So I discovered mm -hmm. that in the Orient, they were using magnets on acupuncture. Points. Incidentally, it was in the middle of the AIDS uh, pandemic. So uh, that was not a popular thing in those days. Uh, well, that too, right. It was actually before that. But still, yes, during the AIDS epidemic, it became even more relevant. But the value of PMFs over acupuncture is that PMFs actually work at the cell level. Acupuncture works sort of indirectly, like TENS, works indirectly through the nervous system and mm -hmm. the other sort of reactive processes of the body that uh, react to those stimuli. So the beauty of magnetic field therapy is it does both. How far along is, is the science on this? Because this is not yet mainstream. If it, if it has been well vetted and maybe device manufacturers had gone through an extensive uh, FDA uh, authorization or approval process, uh, you'd see this mainstreamed because it's got such tremendous potential. Is it because the science remains in its infancy or is there just kind of a, a resistance to a paradigm that seems kind of unusual? Yes, to all of the above. So what you have is essentially magnetic field. I wrote my first book was called um, uh, Magnetic Therapy in Eastern Europe, a Review of 30 Years of Research. So I published that book in 1990-ish. So that was 30 years of research up to that point. Since then, since I found that manuscript, I worked with an MD-PhD from the Czech Republic who translated a lot of that research that had been done in Eastern Europe. It was in Cyrillic. It was in a different alphabet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was inaccessible to the West. So we co collaborated together. He gave me the manuscript of all the research that he had translated. 
and into rough English. I call it Czech English. And so we, we work together to reproduce the manuscript into readable English. But it's still highly uh, summarized and still fairly medical in its approach. But that, that manuscript, that research basically opened up this whole vista of the work that had been done already for about 30 years in Eastern Europe and in other parts of the world. So we, in that uh, doc, that book, we probably have, oh, 150, 200 references. But those journals and those articles are stuffed in journals that are not accessible in the West. Mm -hmm. And so that was important information to tell us that, yes, there's a lot of, there's a whole body of research. Since then, I started doing all kinds of magnetic field therapies and I started reviewing the research around the world and, and eventually came up with a lot of articles on different conditions. And that was the basis behind the first book, Power Tools for Health. I have over 500 references in that book. So, so in effect, it's a little bit of a matter of uh, culture clash or a lost in translation. It's, uh, you know, we haven't really uh, imported uh, some of the research that's being done in other countries where this is more popular. We have not imported it. We haven't been willing to look at it. Because what causes us to look at something? Profit motive. To look at something? Profit motive, basically. Well, <laughs> that's number one. So let, let me say, why isn't it more known? I say there are three reasons that it's not more known. I call them the answers. Ignorance, arrogance, and finance. Yeah. Very good. So ignorance people, means people don't know. They haven't seen anything written about it because it's not in the mainstream medical journals, right? And it's, it's going to be in physics journals or off, you know, journals in the in the back room that you that have dusty shelves. You, you have to uh, work hard to access. Mm -hmm. So ignorance is an important part of this. Ignorance also means I'm not and I'm not open to it. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of two aspects to ignorance: one, I don't know, and the other is I don't want to know. The second aspect is I said uh, arrogance and I've seen this many times among doctors if I don't know it and I know a lot if I don't know it then it's probably not real because yep. I've never encountered it so therefore it's not important enough therefore I you know you can be arrogant about it the third aspect actually which, which another is, way well, to rephrase that is uh, if, if you're not up on it you're down on it <laughs> there you go thank you I'll have to remember that yeah go ahead and the third aspect is money it's finance and I know many doctors that have, would be interested in magnetic field therapy because they're interested in other alternative therapies. But they're not interested in magnetic therapy because it messes with their business model. Mm -hmm. So I know a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon, in fact, who said he started using magnetic field therapy and his surgery rates dropped by 60%. Because <laughs> now you have a solution because you can actually fix things. You can help things pain from a pain perspective, but you can also fix the tissue. The tissue will start healing itself. So you mentioned the FDA-approved uh, PMFs. So the FDA has approved PMF devices 25 years ago for healing non-union fractures. Right. So what causes a fracture to become a non-union? There's not enough vitality in the body to finish the job of healing that fracture. Or there's something else stressing the fracture. So you could have fractures that are seven or eight years old, and you put, apply a magnetic field to that fracture for six to eight hours or nine hours a day. And in six months, it'll heal. Mm -hmm. And that's been demonstrated, yeah. And that's been demonstrated over and over and over again. That's why you have an FDA approval for a, a device that's now covered by most insurances for non-union fractures. But we don't we don't think broadly beyond the indication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so very narrow, narrow say, application, yeah. 
and they think only narrowly. They don't question why is this working? How is this working? And if they did, they could say, well, I could use it for other fractures, or I could use it for other wounds, or I could use it for other uh, fusions or bone bone grafting. But they don't. They say, here's the indication. This is what the insurance companies will pay for. This is what I, I understand it to do. But, of course, we know now, and that's why the Power Tools for Health book came out. We know now it does a lot of other things. Okay. Good, plenty of it, it's good point at which to pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. And let's tease to part two where we'll talk about some of the other applications of PEMF, in particular, a fairly novel application, treating the brain. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Also, uh, some practical concerns, uh, what units really work, uh, what other units are perhaps a little bit more fly-by-night, uh, home units versus clinic units, all those coming up with today's guest, Dr. William Pollock a magnetic therapy expert and author of Supercharge Your Health with PEMF Therapy. It's spelled, by the way, P-A-W-L-U-K. Back in just a moment, I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. 